This is season two, episode three of the Transformation Chamber with entrepreneur, teacher, and coach Joe Aguilar. In this episode, we discuss the power of resiliency, accountability as a tool for greatness, and the importance of developing interpersonal efficiency. With that being said, let's step into the Transformation Chamber. All right, welcome back to another episode of Transformation Chamber. Um, man, I'm today is a little different, man. I came out to Dallas, Texas to do a, f- a couple interviews, and I reached out to my network, uh, and I, I, you know, I, I wanted to find somebody who was influential and an entrepreneur in Dallas, Texas that was well respected. And when I tell you this young man's name came up so much, I was like, okay, he must be the guy. Shot him a DM and said, hey, man, I'm in Dallas, and he hit me right back. So let's welcome to the show Mr. Joe Aguilar. Hey, what's up, man? Appreciate you having me on. Man, appreciate you for uh, responding and, and getting with me in a matter of a couple of days. I know it wasn't easy, but I really, really appreciate it. And so, man, I'll give you all a little bit about Joe. Again, I read his bio. I'm impressed, you know, and, and I, I think he has a message to share with people and that we can take something from him. So, um, yeah, man, Joe is um, – You've been teaching for seven years, correct? Yeah, seven, years. seven years. He's a teacher. He's an army veteran, you know, and thank you for your service, by the way. Absolutely. And then also he's the owner and CEO of Living Legend Beard Co. You know, and he, I got a little gift bag. I'm excited to uh, put it to use in a little bit. Uh, so, Joe, man, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit about your background, where you came from, and, and how you got to the point where you are now. Man, I mean, my background is kind of crazy, man. It's, it's definitely unorthodox in the way that I came up. Uh, it, it's a humbling experience from, from the fact that I came from a humble beginnings. Mm-hmm. Um, everything that I've done has been um, uh, a gift of, of resilience and the blessings that I've had. That's what's up. Uh, I mean, I started out, I mean, I work, I, when I started out, man, I worked for Coca-Cola. I was there for nine years. I feel like I hit the glass ceiling because I was trying to get into management mm-hmm. and it just seemed like I'm not sure what it was, but I couldn't get over the hump mm-hmm. regardless of my experience and my education. So uh, I ended up joining the Army, uh, and got got through with that so I could finish my school. Nice. So once I finished school, I hopped around. It took me 11 years to get my bachelor's degree, wow. but I got it done. Talk and about resilience. Yeah, man. I had three kids along the way, twin to the twins. So wow. I mean, it was crazy. I was working overnight taking care of the boys in the, in the day. It was just a lot going on, going to school. Wow. So uh, I finally finished up and got my degree. So I decided to man, go ahead and go into teaching okay. and go into coaching because that's really what my passion was, was, was sports. Yeah. And, and from that point, uh, I just became real inspired by the, my students and mm-hmm. seeing that they were willing to learn. And, and because of that, that uh, hunger to learn, I wanted to do that myself. Beautiful. So for that point, I was like, man, let me go ahead and, you know, I got a degree in business. So I was like, let me go and push and, and try to get into those aspects. That's what's up, man. Yeah, so. Uh, really, uh, what came came about about it is is just uh, I got out of the military, so I, I had to shave in the military, obviously. Right, right, clean right, face. right. So right. once I got out, I could grow my beard out. So when I was growing <laughs> my beard out, it, it was always patchy. It was always itchy. It was always had dandruff and stuff. And I was like trying you to had find the, products. Uh, Anthony Hamilton going on. Yeah, nah, it, wasn't, it wasn't to that extent, man. But it, <laughs> nah, it definitely listen. needed a lot. It needed a boost, a beard boost, man. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, I started studying. I, I reached out to a lot of people. Everything that I bought, bought off the shelf, man, it just... Honestly, it just wasn't for us. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? People, people of ethnicity. You true know what enough. I'm saying? True so, enough. So, uh, what I ended up doing is just studying essential oils and natural oils and started mixing my own stuff. Nice, nice. Right? And so, okay. from that point, I gave my brother, my brother was like my guinea pig. Yeah. So, he has a beard too. I give it to him. He's like, man, this is something right here. That's what's up, man. And so, from there, it just kind of, we just start rolling with it. I love it, bro. I love it. I love the story, man. Talk about, man, you, you talked about resiliency. I, I want to know off back, uh, why didn't you just quit school? Like, you know, 11 years to get something that, you know, ideally should take about four years. What was going on in your head to say, I'm, 
I'm gonna keep trying. Like, what, man, that's that always about? been my my motto since I was little. I've always been hard headed and stubborn, uh-huh. and I'll try something over and over until I get it right. Nice. So I always set the goal. I always wanted to. Ha- I always told my mom. I said I want to give you four degrees. Uh-huh. Right. So uh, from that point, I got my you know my high school diploma. I ended up getting my associates, and I was like, well, my next step is my bachelor's. Right. But it was so hard because you got to balance life, Absolutely. and also you become an adult. Absolutely. So that adulting in itself is is a tough mix. Absolutely. So I just kept going. I was like, and then once I had sons, I was like, how can I? Uh, be a, a leader to them, absolutely right. Without that's, sending an example, that usually does it, right? So there. that's really what it was. Yeah, yeah. My son was definitely inspired. Man, me. when I had my son, bro, I I I feel like I became a new man. Absolutely, you know what I mean? Man. I became. I had to humble myself even more, but the grind got real. You know, yeah. I had a time out for a lot of different stuff. I'm like, yo, he's growing. A clock is ticking to where I need to be able to pour into him. You yeah. know what I mean? Because my pops wasn't around for me. Okay. Even not that he didn't want to be around. He had a different situation. But I realized, like, yo. Uh, I got to be able to leave something, right? I got to be able to pass something along and I got to be able to instill in knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. And one of the worst things is when you feel like you got something to give to your son, but your son don't quite respect you because you haven't really accomplished anything. Right. And so that's why you got to put that on, on, in the forefront as well at this age now. Absolutely. What are you doing now that your children's going to grow up and say, okay, I think I can let my, I see my pops navigate through this. This is something I can do too. Absolutely. Okay, man. Here's a question I got for you. Uh, um, I talk about this a lot and I love to ask people, uh, and I don't know if you've given much thought to it, but is there a purpose behind everything you do when you wake up? Do you, do you know your why? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I've always been strategic. Uh, that's part of the reason why I feel like I am a good, uh, good coach. Uh-huh. Right. Uh, I was in the military, so obviously that was embedded in our brain for sure, as far for as sure. a, uh, being tactical. And so, um, and also it's always about being, um, uh, inter, what's it called? Interpersonally, interpersonal efficiency. Okay, and that's making sure that you make the most of every action that you take. I love right. it. So I, I've read a lot of books and really just try to gain knowledge and, and making myself better. And for that reason, every time I wake up, I'm always trying to be better than I was the day before. I love it. I love it. I love it. Can you think of something that has happened in your life that that completely shifted your mindset? Mindset. Well, obviously, um, I have twins. My first, my my first time have being a father was oh twin. man so right out the gate I remember, yeah so i remember going to the doctor and then they were like it's a boy so i was excited like man i'm having a boy yeah and i was like and they said well at least it's not twins and he was like nah it oh, is wow. so from that point my mindset was like man i gotta work double right to make sure right. that i set an example and right. to leave a legacy for my son wow that's what's up bro so now living legend beer co uh, I saw that you got you're shipping nationally, like all 50 states yeah. and then even eight countries, eight country international. Man, countries. What's, what's that like for you now? And what do you see moving forward? Man, I really like I said, it's humbling because it's just the fact that something that you you start out, you know, making in your kitchen, uh-huh. you know, is, is global. And, and people that you a thing that you make people crave and want. Absolutely. And it helps them in their life. Absolutely. Right? And that that's what really like motivates me is the fact that it's not, I tell people all the time, man, I don't sell beard care products. Mm. I sell confidence, mm. right? Because when you are taking care of yourself, grooming, right? You feel better. And once you feel better and you look better, you, do you perform better, better yeah, in every aspect of your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's, that's really part of the reason that it just pushes me. So moving forward, what I'm really just trying to continue to do is the scale because I am a, um, a black owned business, mm-hmm. right? And I'm also a small business. So I want to just be able to scale and let people know about the products that I offer. Absolutely. Yeah. Why is it important uh, for you as a black-owned business? You said that probably. Like, why is that important for you to operate in excellence? You know, uh, we get a stigma. I think a lot of black businesses get the stigma. It's like, oh, we get to give them a pass on customer service because it's black-owned, quote-unquote. How are you setting your uh, your business apart uh, with it being a black-owned business? Well, I really don't. I just look at it as it. 
not even as a black owned business, it's got my name on it. Mm-hmm. Anything that I put my name to, I expect excellent. So, so for that reason, I want to make sure that people understand that living legend beer co is exclusive. Uh-huh. That's why I say it's an exclusive beer care uh-huh. product. So you're going to get not only exclusive products, but you're also going to get exclusive customer service. Dope, dope, dope. Talk about a time where you could have, you almost, you thought Living Legend Beer Co. wasn't going to work, like, and you could have quit. Uh, and, and why, and what made you push push forward? Man, really, it was just coming to the point where um, just, just the aspect of starting a business and trying to really, I mean, I got my degree in business management mm-hmm. and marketing. So I knew that the, the marketing aspect is what's going to set me apart from everybody else. Gotcha. So not that I looked at my competitors, but I just made sure that I stood out from them. Mm-hmm. So I think what it was is whenever I got to a point where I saw the big brands um, and I was like, man, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get to that point because my budget is not like not that. Quite, yeah, right? yeah, so yeah. I, I mean, my career being a teacher is what funds my business. I haven't had people fund. Uh-huh. I had one person that somebody I grew up with and played ball with since I was in sixth grade mm-hmm. that was like, hey, man. Here goes some money. That's I dope. believe in you. That's dope. You know shout out to the homie. Yeah, yeah, shout out to Amai. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's dope, bro. Okay, so talk about, uh, so now the business is going, you got people putting into you and you've, you're coaching um, and teaching at the same time. What are you, what is your biggest thing for the kids that are looking up to you right now outside of your, your sons? Obviously, we, we already talked about the importance of a father, but you are helping shape the minds of the future. When you go into those rooms, uh, what is it that's ringing in your head and your mind as you transfer knowledge and energy to these kids? I think what a lot of, and I just had this discussion with my, uh, one of my coworkers uh, and I was telling them, we have a lot of teachers and a lot, there's a lot of teachers just in the industry that are very academic mm-hmm. and they want to make sure those kids know those things. And that's their way of influencing. And that's their way of uh, assessing them as a teacher. For mm-hmm. me, it doesn't have nothing to do with grades. Okay. For me, it's them looking up to me and then me saying something that might not have anything to do with, math, science, history right. that gets them to change their life. So a lot of times, and especially when it comes to uh, my uh, my brown and black athletes, that's, student athletes, and, and is saying stuff that's, that tells them, like as far as in with me, they see me with my son. My sons go to my school. Dope. Some of my twin sons are in one of my classes. Wow. Class wow. So them seeing my interaction with them and always being there for them, I want to inspire people to, it might be hard, it's hard being a dad, yeah. but to always be there for their kids. Yeah, and then yeah. that sets that, that generational uh, a foundation for them to be able to be influenced and everybody to be able to just have that core structure that we need. I feel like as a society, man, I agree a hundred percent, man, that's crazy. Uh, I, I'm a touch on that, but like the fact that you are teaching your sons, like that's super dope that they get to see you in your element. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. And they, they, they trying to get used to it. Uh, I mean, it, it's different. Yeah. And they, you know, a lot of times they'll catch themselves. They'll be like that. I mean, coach, coach yeah. Ed, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Just that fact. But at the end of the day, they, that, that level of respect that we have, and they know that I'm really just trying. They see me outside uh-huh. of, of of the schoolhouse. So they know, like, the work that I put in. So I think that they kind of just, like, sit back and chill and kind of proud, but yeah. really don't say nothing. Yeah, they can't you know say too much. Yeah. So you said something really important. And, and I, don't even, I don't know that I actually have a question. Just, just speak to it. Uh, and I want to make sure it's articulated well because I, I think you articulated well. But just to dive into it some more, like, a lot of times, especially for me, I come from a hood in Houston, Texas, northeast side where like half the kids who were at school didn't really want to be there. And teachers way of trying to get them motivated was to try to teach them more and drilling them more of uh, the curriculum. When you said something like and this is I've seen this happen. If you can connect to them on another level, that then influences the way that they are willing to learn and what they're willing to take home and how to and, and become better students. And so I, th- I just think that's dope that you, that you're able to recognize it. 
and remember like what you needed when you were younger. You know what I'm saying? Right. Same thing for me, right? So um, I, to be honest with, like I was always a kid who did my work. But if you wanted to motivate me, it wasn't by, by giving me more work. It was like, hey, this is what you're trying to be, or I've been there before too, or like just putting a hand on my shoulder. And then that made me realize, like, okay, coach actually rock with me. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, especially my coach. Coaches are a pivotal <laughs> play play a pivotal role in the uh, development of young men and women. I had a coach, Coach Ponce. Shout out to him. He still support me to this day. Bro, like he used to come pick me up for school in the morning if I didn't have a ride, take me home, you know what I'm saying? Like make sure I start, even probably when I didn't deserve to start on certain teams. Right. He, but he knew I was a leader though. You know yeah. what I mean? And so what he was doing was shaping me right there to say, yo, Moses. And that's what he used to call me too. It's so funny. Uh he called me Moses because Moses was the leader in the Bible. He was like, uh, Moses, like basically do you as as long as you're doing what you gotta do, you're gonna find a way to be uh, picked out of the crowd right mm -hmm. even if you're not the best at what the skill is a leader doesn't have to be the best person or the smartest person but they're still a first like you can still be the first round pick just because you have a, a certain skill to be able to grow and shine light on the right way to do something or the best way to do something right. so it makes sense man. man yeah i mean i just want to uh i digress on that real quick so man tell us you know and uh, living in in the d uh growing up three boys all that went on um, with George Floyd, right? Um, right. Uh, Breonna Taylor, all Elijah McClain. Where, where were you with all that? Like, where your heart and your mind at with all that? And, and what's the conversation like with your boys as well? Man, so so first, the is is obviously I, I've dealt with uh, racial injustice, and I, I have this conversation with uh, with my colleagues last week. We had a, a meeting mm -hmm. and I told them since the first time when I got my driver's license, my mom was like, we're going to let you go by yourself. And the first place I went was to Williams Chicken <laughs> to get the dinner for the family. Yeah. Right. So I was with my, my homie, uh, shout out to Debo. And we came we were coming back. I stopped at a stop sign and uh, I was driving home and I was turning in. As I was turning on my street, cops hit the light. Wow. Pull us over, right? Yeah. There's two 16-year-old black boys in the car. Yeah. Ask what you doing, what you got. Man, I got some chicken for my family. Yeah. Right. Yeah. My mom walks outside. He tells her, man, go back inside. Oh boy. So from that, the first time from that point on, there's always been an issue, you know what I'm saying? Of just being harassed. So I've dealt with that my whole life. Racial profiling. I've yeah. dealt with my whole life with police. Yeah. Right. I know police have a tough job, um, but I, I know that the system is set up and was set up to contain power for mm -hmm. a certain group of people. Mm -hmm. And for that reason, there's a lot of fear that's brought into it by um, the, the potential of minorities, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's part of what the problem is. So a lot of it is just there's a lot of fear. Gotcha. And for that reason, it, it's bad for everybody. Yeah. And so the George Floyd stuff, I feel like those, those police officers, they were scared, mm -hmm. right? They were mm -hmm. scared. Mm -hmm. And just, let's just be real. Like a lot of black men are intimidated mm -hmm. because of the, the uh, stigmas that are placed on Absolutely. black people. Especially right? in the media. Absolutely. Yeah. So for that reason, a lot of people that haven't dealt with black people in other cultures, right, are, are going to be scared of those cultures, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, um, I'm, I'm trying to think about, like, um, the Asian culture. When they, they get together, if you've noticed, they're, they're very um, loud, mm -hmm. right? And, and not in a bad way. It's just the way that they are, very animated, the way they, they, they communicate with each other. Gotcha. So for me looking at it, if I, they speak to me a certain type of way, I might take it as they're being offensive, offensive yeah, yeah, or yeah. hostile, yeah, and they're yeah. really not just the yeah. way that they are, right? Yeah, and so you, if you don't diversify the people that you're around, yeah, then right. you're not going to understand that. And yeah. I think a lot of police officers are so stuck with being, being around a certain type of people. So when they get in the community, mm -hmm. they get 
are frightened because they don't understand those type of things. So it's, it's it's bad. So and part part two to that is um, when this stuff went on, Dallas had a, a protest mm-hmm. downtown, and my boys were in Florida, but it was important to me um, because I knew that this was a um, this is history, mm-hmm. and I wanted to make sure that I was there to uh, stand up for what was right. And because I've dealt with that my whole life, uh, uh, having police pull guns out on me, being arrested uh, with, uh, with a clean record. Yeah. Right. With a clean yeah, record. Yeah, no, a teacher, right? Say, I, Man, I mean, I've been pulled over uh, going to West Texas for a mission. Yeah. Pulled me out the car, asked me if I had guns and stuff. They popped the trunk and until they saw all of my military equipment yeah. and then they got all, yeah. oh, my bad. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Thank you for your service. Right. And then let me get back and go on my way. That's I've dealt wild. with that stuff. It's, you know what I'm saying? That's wild. So when they were down there, the first night they protested and the police started shooting tear gas yeah. and it went crazy yeah. down here. Uh, I was there, right? Okay. I went live yeah. on my Instagram, wow, right? So I wow. went live on my Instagram and and you can see. And the reason why I wanted to do that was to make a stand for what's right. Mm-hmm. But I also wanted to be there to see for myself because mm-hmm. we see the media will portray certain things that are not true. Absolutely. So they were saying, you know, uh, basically they were saying like black people were just acting crazy right. when that really wasn't the case. What right, it was right. really what it was is the police were so amped up. Like I saw, I saw a police walk over to the group uh, um, of the riot and said, I heard him say, cause I was that, I could have touched the, the police shit. Yeah, right. Yeah. I heard him say, if you see anything, we're going to make sure that we get the instigator, take care of the leader. So if somebody got loud and eventually somebody got loud and something, they start, they shot tear gas. He shoot it up in the air. They shot the canister right at the dude, hit him in the chest. That's insane. And it bro. went crazy from there. And then from there, everybody started looting. Everybody still going crazy. Not everybody, but there were a lot of people that were doing it. Yeah. And it just, it rolled into about two weeks worth of craziness downtown. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? That's and that, that leaked into other cities doing it as well. So there's that, there's just such a tension and it just bothers me because um, I won't say it's an easy fix, but I need people. I would wish that people would open their eyes up to the systematic racism that's in yeah. America. A lot of people scared to because they've been benefiting from it so long. Absolutely, they don't want to. Uh, they face want the reality. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. it, like, well, they don't want if they face the reality now. They got even the playing field. You gotta, you gotta do some reprimanding and some reparations yeah. probably, and 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 say, okay, we haven't been being fair, so how can we even the playing field? And that's going to be a tough conversation for a lot of people on the other side. So, okay, so so more more, more specifically, I'm curious of what are you telling your boys to, um, like how to interact with police, how to view police, and how to carry them and conduct themselves as young black men right now. Right, so, so I always say, um, like I said, I was in the military, so for me, it's always you, you respect the position. You might not have to respect that person, uh-huh. but you respect that position. That's real. Um, and, and for that reason, and there's a lot of times where the, I've been pulled over with my boys in the car, mm-hmm. so they see the interaction that I have with the police officers. Um, I tell them, you know, always show your hands, yes sir, no sir, uh, no quick movements. Yeah. You know, uh, and you because you got to really realize, like, man, are you gonna argue with the police officer? Or are you gonna and live? I mean, and die, yeah. or you know, or, or are you gonna just do what you got to do to make it through the day, right? Uh-huh. You, yeah, you get you a ticket, you get you, you know. I mean, and obviously, it's sad that we have to to condition ourselves for disrespect, mm-hmm. right, and, and un- injustice. But I mean, life is what it is, right? That's we real. can't change the future if we're not around to do it. So I really tell them, man, not even just with police, just with everybody, just be respectful, yeah, right. Carry yourself the right way. Yeah. Understand who you are. So you are. A black ma- black young man. Yeah. So people are gonna look at you different. So you got to carry yourself a certain way. So my mom always says, um, the way that you look attracts people to you. For sure. And the way that you speak and the way that you articulate and the way you communicate is what keeps gets people's attention. Yeah. Right. So if people see you as a black man, mm-hmm. 
what comes out of your mouth is what can get them to understand and respect you a little bit more than they might have, right? I love it, so bro. So that's just really how it is, man. I love it, bro. Uh, you know, I'm just curious now, what you've been a military person, and I can obviously hear that you're a thought leader and an intellectual. Um, what Are there a certain set of principles that you operate by in just in general, like especially because I know people in the military, they they usually like – if it, you know, if you don't meet these values or these principles, it ain't what it is. And I'm curious, like, what principles do you guide your life by? Uh, I really just, um, for me, is is the biggest one for me is accountability, mm-hmm. right? Um, you can't grow if you don't acknowledge and take account, account, be accountable for your actions, good, bad, or indifferent. Mm-hmm. So no matter what you do, always hold yourself accountable. If you do wrong, then just say, hey, I did wrong, then what can I do to move forward? Mm-hmm. And life it really is trial and error. So accountability is is the necessity. If I had one word to describe what I've tried strive to do is to hold myself accountable. I rock, I rock mm-hmm. with it. I rock with it a thousand percent. Okay, man, we're going to do something called uh, rapid fire. Okay. So rapid fire is I say something and you just respond as quick as you can. Try not to think. It's, okay. it's nothing crazy, though. Okay, okay. So I say um, I say green, you say trees. You know what okay. I'm saying? It's like that. All right. So we're going to start with wealth. Future. Success. Necessary. Africa. Foundation. Style. Fashion. Power or respect? Money. Uh, okay, this is a this or that thing. My bad. Power or respect? Choose one of those. Respect. Respect. Deaf or blind? <laughs> Deaf. Would you rather work a high-paying job that you hate or just enough money to get by and love your life? Enough money to get by. Yeah. <laughs> this one random. Uh, would you rather get a text from a one-night girl to say I'm pregnant or have an incurable STD? I gotta throw let a me get, curve let me, yeah, let me let me get yeah let me get pregnant let me get pregnant you know what I'm saying pregnant for uh, three thousand uh, yeah, nah yeah. I'll just mess it with you nah I, I usually try to throw in one goofy one in there yeah. man but that that's a uh, that's a rapid fire bro it's, okay, it's, okay. it's meant to just get people insight and how your mind work uh, the people want to know uh, you said you reading a lot of books earlier the people want to know what books are you reading uh, what shows are you watching or you know videos are you watching and then also what are you listening to okay um. Books that I'm reading right now. I just finished that uh, 50 Cent um, yeah. Hustle. Uh, man, uh, I can't even think what it's yeah. called. Yeah. I, I don't know the name of it, but my brother keeps telling me I need to man, read it. Man, it's though. a great book. It I'm really, going to put it in the show notes it, for y'all. It, it, it's, it was the best book I've read. Really? It, it really changed my mind on the way that I move, the way that I, uh, the way that I think. Yeah, and uh, I was very impressed. I have a lot of respect for Fifty Cent. Uh, as crazy right. as he is, he he has a mastermind. <laughs> he does, he does. Know? So uh, definitely, that I think it's a hustle. I, mean, I can't even think what I'm it about is. to find it right now. But uh, that book, um, I'm also reading David and Goliath. Um, man, I can't even think of who the author is, and I have quite a few of his books. Um, but that that one's really just about uh, overcoming obstacles. Yeah, you found it? yeah. Fifty Cent, hustle harder, hustle smarter. Yeah, yeah. Got yeah, it. Uh, that's great. Um, By Curtis Jackson. For and people then, uh, know him as Fifty Cent. Those two books right now is the ones that I'm kind of just working on. Uh, when I get time, I just sit back and just kind of get my mind right, for go sure. through a couple of you know, sure, pages sure. and just go from there. So. For sure. What are you listening to? Man, right now I'm on that K-Camp. 
Okay. That KK man, I can't. That's I, what's and up. I just, I just, my my partner just put me on it. Yeah. Yeah. Is it Kiss Five? I don't know the name. I think it's Kiss Five, man. Okay. You got it. That's hard. It, it rolls, bro. <laughs> okay. Like even okay. when you want to skip a song, you can't. Yeah. And it just every the, the That's melody what's up. is dope. That's but, what's up. Yeah. Nah, he he good with the melodies, and man. And I just got off, just got off that Big Sean. Okay. Yeah. And then before that, I was on that Nas Strong, that new Nas. Really? That Nas go hard. Really? Man. I saw that Nas. Yeah. His production. Yeah. It's it's dope. Big Sean jamming out here, man. Yeah. Big Sean. Yeah. Big Sean with it. Where we at? Uh, obituary question. Uh, so this question is, you know, at your uh, long, long way from now at your funeral, uh, what do you think people are saying about you? Uh, or what do you think your obituary says? Man, legends never die. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, the main thing that I want to do, I want to do everything. So uh, I told my homeboy that I said, uh, he's like, man, why are you doing this stuff? And I said, because I, I want to. I mm-hmm. can. It's mm-hmm. life. You only get one life to live. So I want them to say when they say. You know, Joe Aguilar, they're going to say, what did he do? They're going to say everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's really what I want to to inspire other people to do is to try whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. that's real. Uh, and last thing, man, uh, parting advice. What's the greatest piece of advice either you heard or that you like to give people when you when you can just leave them with wording? And it could be either of the two. Um, man, really, um, I have a Bible scripture that I have, and it's, uh, it's all hard work. Um, uh, earns a profit, but uh, and that's really what it comes down to, you know. And, and mere talk only leads to poverty, mm. right? So everybody's always saying they have these ideas, yeah, but nobody wants to just do it. Do so it. you just got to go out there, you just got to roll the dice. I'm, I'm a basketball coach, man. You got to shoot the shot like yeah. Kobe, man. Yeah. You got to put the shot up. You got to, you know what I'm saying? Was Not that, be afraid to fail. Who said? It was I don't know if it was you missed 100 percent of the shots you don't take. I yeah. can't, I can't remember. Yeah, I think it was, but yeah, that's, yeah. that's real though, man. You really got to like put. There's so much people that sit. On their talent, yeah, and it's sad because it's like, man, just put that out there. You never know, you know, what you can do yeah. and how you can kind of develop yourself yeah, as you yeah. go because it really is trial and error. So you need to fail in order for you to be able to absolutely, you know, what I'm saying, understand success. No, I live by it, man. You gotta be willing to get out there. Uh, um, is it? It's uh, Denzel, Will Smith fail early, fail fast, and fail often. You know what I mean? Like just fail until you win. Yeah. Keep trying and keep trying. And so I had to uh, even with the podcast when I wanted to start it. I was supposed to start it a year ago. Okay. I kept being like, ah, but I don't got this and I don't know about that. And, I'm, and then pandemic hit. I was like, man, I'm about to do it. No matter how I come out, I'm doing it. You know what I mean? So here we are in the second installment uh, of the Transformation Chamber and I'm rocking with you. I'm all the way in Dallas, Texas. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And so, and it's growing and I'm grateful. So, man, I really, really appreciate you for coming on, man. Especially. Absolutely. Just off the strength of people in Dallas, man, just know your name is good in the city. You know what I mean? Like a lot of good people. I'm like, man, who is this? They're like, oh, he good people. He good people. I'm just like, that's what's up. So appreciate that. Whatever you're doing, bro, keep building it. Uh, Much love to you, your sons, and everything you got going on, man. This has been another episode of the Transformation Chamber. Thanks for tuning in. Catch y'all next time. Appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in to the Transformation Chamber. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. To find out more about Joe Aguilar, follow him at Mr. Underscore Nice Watch Underscore. To find out more about the Transformation Chamber, follow me at Joshua T. Dada or visit my website at JoshuaT.com. Till next time, peace.